Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. A Michiana tradition continues. Welcome to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. It is 25 minutes after 5 o'clock. Sports Beat continues on your home of the South Bend Cubs and the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Darren Pritchett with you on this Wednesday. Will the South Bend Cubs played an early Morning game today at Four Winds Field. They'll be back in their normal time slot at 7.05 tomorrow night against the Great Lakes Loons. And South Bend playing some really great baseball right now. They are 24-17 and 17 on the season, including in front of the home fans, a record of 17-6. and six. First year South Bend Cubs manager Lance Rimel joins me here on WSBT Radio. Lance, it's Darren. Thank you so much for your time this evening. How are you? Darren, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Greatly appreciate your time, and I'd just like to ask you first off, what have been your impressions of being a part of this South Bend community and going to work every day at Four Winds Field with that great hitting facility beyond the right field fence? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I like the sound of 17-6 and six at home. Um, <laughs> like you said, we have a great performance center that the owner, Mr. Berlin, has provided us. Um, the Cubs love it here. Our players can get their work in. They can develop. And as you can see, some of our players have already been called up to double-A Tennessee. So it's been awesome. Lance, so many managers throughout minor league baseball and major league baseball were catchers during their career. In fact, a good friend of mine, and I know someone you've gotten to know probably here over the first couple of months, Mark Haley, was a catcher in college and had a great run as a manager here in South Bend. You were a catcher in the Cubs system. You were drafted by the Cubs in 2012. What is it about the catcher position that enables individuals like you who played that position to have so much success in the dugout? Uh, yeah, first and foremost, Mark Haley is absolutely awesome. Yeah, he runs that performance center, whatever we need, whether it's rain or shine or off the field, he does a wonderful job with that performance center. And um, just to your catcher question, it's I think we're just, I mean, we're, we're the quarterback of the team. Um, we, help, we, help other, we help the pitchers out, we help the defense out, and as a manager, you have a bunch of you have a bunch of responsibilities and a bunch of communications to go along throughout the year. I think that's what makes us so great because we've been doing that for most of our lives. Lance, back in the day as a player, you were in Boise in the Cubs system, and I understand you had some pretty interesting teammates, a guy by the name of Chris Bryant, Albert Almora, Wilson Contreras. What was it like being on a minor league team at that time as you were trying to establish yourself as a player and also have a guy like Bryant, who obviously a high draft pick, was going to pick up a lot of attention along the way? Yeah, I mean, it was great playing with those guys. Um, you know, it's uh, tough to make the club when, you got, when you're backing up Contreras and Victor Carantini and those guys. But um, to watch Chris Bryan and Javi Baez and Almora and just that, that whole system when we were ranked number one was great to see. I was glad I was a part of it. Um, they turned that into a World Series in 2016. Um, I, cherished, I cherished those times with those guys grinding through the minor leagues with those guys, and I'm very happy for all the success 
that they've had with the Cubs or with a different organization. I'm hoping every once in a while they picked up breakfast for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> going out back in the day, they definitely those guys were those guys were great. They uh, <laughs> they made sure the 28th round pick didn't have to pay for anything. <laughs> Lance, your time as a player in the minor league system, how is that helping you as you have worked your way now into being a manager at the high level? Yeah, um, I mean, I've always been a Cub. You know, I've played three and a half years for the Cubs, and I, right when I got released, you know, I was really blessed with Tim Cousins and Alex Suarez calling me right after because I did have a little stint with the Rockies, and after I got released by them, they gave me a call and said I want to be a coach. So, I mean, I've been with the Cubs since 2012. Um, I know the philosophies. I know what we want in baseball. Um, so uh, just grinding for the minor leagues um, obviously helps. Um, but if it's any other, I'm here to get these guys better, get these guys to get ready for Chicago, and then bring another World Series to, to Chicago. Lance Rimel, manager of the South Bend Cubs, my guest here on WSBT Radio. Using your background as a catcher, you've got an eye for what great pitching looks like. I'd like to get your thoughts early on what you've seen from Jordan Wicks, who actually got the start earlier today at Four Winds Field and kind of had that tough luck loss as he threw the ball extremely well, giving up just one run in five innings. What is a part of his makeup that is hopefully eventually going to allow him to make it to Wrigley Field? Yeah, um, Wicks is just such a great, it's just a hard worker. Um, and then when he gets on that mound, he's a bulldog, and I don't, Everyone take the ball out of his hands, but sometimes on the pitch count, I have to. But um, yeah, like you said today, he he gave up one run in five innings and cruised for those five. Um, he's he's a hard worker. He, he's a student of the game. He wants to get better. Um, I think obviously his overall goal is to get to Chicago, and he absolutely will. I have nothing but great things to say for Jordan Wicks, and fans should be super excited for him to climb up the the, uh, the minor league level. You mentioned the pitch counts, and this came to mind right away. Just calling South Bend Cub games the last few years. I think the biggest misconception from a lot of fans who come to the ballpark and sitting in the broadcast booth when things aren't going well and a pitcher's struggling, hey, get that guy out of there. You know, come on, come on, we need a new guy. Actually, your job as a manager at the minor league level is a whole lot different than David Ross with the Chicago Cubs. Can you offer a little insight into it's more about making sure these guys get their innings and they're probably asked to throw so many pitches. And if they get too close to that number, obviously they got to be taken out of the ballgame. But you're not going into this strategizing in the sixth, seventh inning. You want to bring in this guy to face that guy. Yeah, Rossi's definitely trying to win. And I'm definitely trying to, we're just still trying to develop and make sure these guys stay healthy and reach their, their pitch count or their pitch limit throughout the year. Um, Jordan Wicks was great today. Um, no matter what, I, he absolutely proved he was only going five, yeah. um, just because he's on an innings limit, and that's just a lot. Of, a lot of the starters you see with the South Bend, they're really young. They all have good arms. We're trying to keep them healthy, trying to get their pitch count up, uh, try to get their pitch innings in this year. Um, so hopefully they can be in Wrigley within, within the near future. Yeah. So sometimes it, 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 it stings as a manager because you do hear the fans say why or <laughs> start doing you when, when DJ Hurst throws four innings when like nobody, but no one gets on. But it's, it's, uh, it's how it goes, and it's, I, I absolutely understand. And it's, it's good for these guys to uh, just cruise in on a good note and get better for the next start. Why don't you just throw out a couple of superlatives about DJ Hurst? At times he has been unhittable. Yeah, I mean – that left that left both our left-handers, uh, Wicks, Hers, they got that angle in there. 
fastball they attack with a good off speed. Um, and hers just has such a good tempo about him. Like he's ready to pitch right before the the batter gets in the box. And I think it makes a lot of guys uncomfortable. So when you have hers and you have Wicks and most, when you have our pitching staff, we, we feel really good about our chances uh, that day at the park. Lance, it's interesting watching the development of a guy like Alexander Canario, who has now moved up to Tennessee, but started the year in South Bend. He actually joined South Bend last year, had a chance to watch him up close last season, a part of the Chris Bryant deal. And I saw a guy with a high ceiling, aggressive, power off the chart, but there were a few holes in his swing last year. I know you were not here for that, but I'm just wondering what your analysis was of Canario because it seemed like everything just fell into place this year in South Bend before he got moved up to double-A. Yeah, him returning this year, there ain't no holes in those, that, swing, uh, that, that swing now. But um, <laughs> super, super professional person, uh, wouldn't know it. Very good English, um, goes about his work day the right way. Um, had 100 ABs with us, um, obviously seven home runs. He was on the 40-man. It was time to get him up, see what he can do, and he might see him in Chicago at the end of the year. Mm. Wow, that's exciting news with the way Nelson Velasquez is hitting, Canario they, they, is hitting. Those two, those, yeah, those two remind me a lot of each, of each other because you know, I had Velasquez in the fall league. And okay. They, when they get hot, when they get hot, they can they can carry a team for a long time. It's interesting, Lance, because I think it was 2018. We had Nelson for a cup of tea here in South, and he was very young at the time, and he was striking out a lot, and then eventually came back. I think summer of 2019, a part of our championship team, he started to figure out, and he started to punish the baseball, hit the ball the other way. I know he's got a lot of free swing in him, but I'll tell you what, between the two of them, I think Cub fans should be excited about the future of the outfield, plus that Brennan Davis guy is not too bad either. Absolutely. Those three, and, I mean, when you talk about Canario and Velasquez's arms, I mean, they're elite. Uh, They can throw somebody out too. So um, you like the offensive side, but also they're not slacking on the defensive side, obviously, and and Davis as well. Lance, so often we hear in baseball, too often nowadays, about pitchers going through Tommy John surgery. And every once in a while, we hear that a position player has to go through Tommy John surgery. And you've got a young man on your roster in Cole Roeder that had to go under the had to undergo Tommy John surgery, an outfielder in the Chicago Cubs system. I know he just got back to South Bend, which I'm really excited about. Do you have to handle him a little differently? knowing that he is just this far along away from Tommy John surgery, or is he full go? He can play every day. Well, yeah, I mean, Cole Rodgers is a great athlete, and you love having him in the lineup. But um, he lost basically all 2020 to COVID, and then 20, he was 2021 to Tommy John. Um, his main goal this year is just to go out and play, uh, not every day, but a lot, just stay healthy throughout, throughout the season to get some of those ABs back. Um, because he is a threat in, when he gets in the lineup, but um, there's definitely something. Times you got to monitor that. Just to make sure you're checking in. Hey, how you feeling? How's the arm? Um, he's great. He's always ready to roll. Um, I'm, I like having Cole in our lineup. He's been hitting leadoff for us. He's a he's a spark for us. There's a lot of interesting players in your roster, and I'm not going to get to all of them. But Lance, let me ask you about Ed Howard for a second. Before he got injured, first round pick, middle infielder in the Chicago Cubs system. What have you noticed about Howard since he joined South Bend? He was getting so so much better at the plate, like the plate discipline, like owning his strike zone. 
um, really coming into his own before that that freak accident really happened. It was tough to watch. It was a it was a gut punch to to us as as a club. Um, but man, just the energy that he would bring and just the athleticism he has, and he could go he could fill a bag with any of them. So losing a guy like that definitely hurts. And then you you add Mervis and Canario and Beasley double A. Um, we're a different lineup than we were at the beginning, but um, uh, we're very we're a very grindy group now, and we definitely. Uh, we love to hit the fastball and uh, go gap to gap now. Well, Lance, I feel old because Howard was born in 2002. So this is still a young guy. He was drafted out of high school. I would assume this is a pretty obvious question, but when you have a high school kid, in particular a position player, do you have to be, as an organization, a little more patient with them? Because they're going to be facing guys at times that are four or five years older than them. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, he was 20 years old. Um, first year in high A, um, there you you expect up and downs, but um, you know, but his effort level was always there. He was going to give you a hundred thousand percent a night, and uh, that's all you can ask. And um, we really enjoyed having Ed, but um, hopefully he gets better than ever while he's on rehab and uh, can come back, uh, come back as soon as possible. And Lance, for you as a coach, I've read you spent time in the Dominican League. You ran the the complex down in Mesa, and now you've worked your way up to being a full-season manager here in the high league, or now the Midwest League once again, here in South Bend. What has the road been like for you, post-player, now working your way to this particular position? Yeah, you know, you never want to say, hey, uh, you know, when your time comes to an end as a player, you know, it's tough. Uh, that's all you've been doing. You're like you're a ball player, but I, like I said, I was blessed to get get the opportunity to coach in the system. Um, I've always wanted to manage, so that's why I took the Dominican just to get my foot in the door. I ran that Dominican summer league down there for two years with uh, the help of Dave Keller, who is the uh, Latin American coordinator, who was my manager in Daytona. So it was great to have him there to kind of help me along my first two years, and then um, and then I went to Eugene in '19, which had a great time. Actually, got out. Uh, even though it was short season, I really enjoyed my time in Eugene. 2020, I got to be part of David Rossi's staff. Uh, bullpen catchers through BP every day, whatever they needed, just a staff assistant. I really enjoyed my time there. And then uh, last year, I did run the ACL, which was great. I really enjoy helping these young guys learn how to be professional, learn a routine, um, just becoming a professional baseball player for the Chicago Cubs. Wow, that's awesome. And it sure sounds like you've got a really good locker room to work with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my coaching staff is great. Um, they they do so much work that goes unnoticed. Um, and then these these group of guys that have themselves in, they're just awesome. I, it's not work. It's not definitely. I, don't, I haven't worked a day in my life, which is I'm I'm happy to say, like it's definitely something that I I literally smile coming to the ballpark every day. I think Mark Haley said that to me about 15 times in our friendship through the years, so you guys definitely have that in common. Hey, one final question for you, Lance. Just thinking back to your time as a player in the Cubs system, I know the analytics continues to grow and grow. It's pretty amazing now. The video coordinators, or at least last time I was in the broadcast booth, had been moved to the dugout. So there's just a constant push of video and and analytics. From your time as a player to now as a manager, how far along has that come? And would you have liked to have all the data that you hand out now when you were a player? I mean, it has my last year in 2015 and now 2022 it's come a very long long way 
Um, a lot of the stuff that is in the data, some of the coordinators would just tell us because they could see it. Mm-hmm. That is there, I think, for coaches just to just to have their backing because a lot of time the coaches see what's going on without even looking at the data. So I just think in having the data plus the coaches on the same page really helps the player. Like, hey, we're not just guessing here. This is what the data shows. This is what we see as coaches. This is what we need to work on. Um, but as a player, would I like that? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think what player wouldn't want to know as much as possible about the sport that they're playing or what they're doing and what they need to get better at. Um, my first hitting coach was Bill Buckner. Wow. God rest his soul. He was one of the best to ever do it. Um, he taught me a lot. So um, I, I would, as a player, I would love the information. As coaches, we still give these guys information, but um, not to rely too much on it because you know how pitchers are. They can flip the script on you when they're out there on the mound. Well, Lance, you mentioned Bill Buckner's name, and it brings back one of my favorite moments being a broadcaster in South Bend. He sat in my booth for an inning, and we talked baseball. And and before the interview, I I just went back and looked at his stats, and it's remarkable. He would strike out 30 times a year. And when you think about what the game has become today, I asked him about that. He just kind of shook his head. He goes, I don't understand why striking out is okay nowadays. But he used to strike out 30 times. Amazing. Yeah. He's one of one, man. He's such a genuine. He was such a genuine, yeah. nice, good person. Like he was awesome, and I was one of those players that struck out two or three times a day. We just look at you like, what are we doing? So uh, he was awesome. I don't think all the hits in the world could help me get get any hits, but um, uh, he had like twenty eight hundred hits in the big leagues, mm. and then just the way he just spoke to you and and kind of what. The, the attack against the, the pitchers that, of that day. It was it was just awesome to be a part of. And the way he handled adversity, we could all learn from that, definitely. He Absolutely. was uh, he Absolutely. was amazing, amazing. Well, Lance, thank you so much for your time this evening. Really enjoyed this conversation and looking forward to getting a chance to talk to you in person here really, really soon. But welcome to South Bend and congratulations on the great start to the year. And you guys will be going back at it tomorrow night at 7.05 against Great Lakes. So best of luck going forward. Absolutely. South Bend, the South Bend fans have been absolutely awesome. 17-6 at home. We really appreciate everyone that comes out. Um, and, Dan, let's do this again soon. Absolutely. Hey, the crowds are only going to get bigger with school getting out now. That's, You're going to have some right. huge crowds at the ballpark. So, absolutely. Lance, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, sounds good. That is Lance Rimel, South Bend Cubs manager, Cubs in Great Lakes tomorrow night at 7.05, right here on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today.